Sometimes hilarious, always hilarious. It's keeping up with Ken Hilarious on Mater Day Radio. Well, it is the beginning of a new year, and I couldn't think of a better way to get it started than by heading to South Bend, Indiana, to talk to our man at the University of Notre Dame. He is the host of Living Stones, heard every Monday evening at 7.30 right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. A hearty, happy 2023 to you, Mr. Ken Hellenius. David, it seems like I haven't talked to you all year. It's That's so true. Uh, first time this year, so it's great to have you on. And uh, are you a big New Year's resolution guy? You know, here we are, what is this, the, the 5th of January, and I'm only three days behind on my New Year's resolution. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going going fairly well. That's very actually, good. I've been listening <laughs> to the, um, the Catechism in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz. Wow, Brent is uh, doing that. Yeah, it's uh, it's delightful. Uh, I have to say, and so um, uh, that's that's been my New Year's resolution. I listened to it uh, in the car on the way into the into the office, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been very interesting. So, like I say, though, I'm only I'm only about two days behind at this point. So, yeah, we're, we're getting off to a good start. <laughs> 365 podcasts are coming up with that. Ken, something I found out with that podcast, I cannot listen to it in the car. He speaks very quickly, Father Mike does, yes. and and it's a lot of information there. So I really need to have yeah. the catechism in front of me and read along while he reads and then even jot down a few notes. But it's been excellent so far. Yeah, don't want to get too behind on that one. No, exactly, exactly. So, but uh, but yes, that's my resolution. That and to to pray, to get up a little earlier every morning and to have a little private time in prayer. So that's been kind of so far. That's that's going relatively well. So oh, I'm not great. entirely off already. We're we're pretty good for the first week. Oh, that's very good. So did you did you stick around uh, South Bend for Christmas? Yes, we were here for uh, for all of uh, Christmas break. Uh, my beloved bride Julie and I had the whole week off, and uh, we really, honestly, a lot of lounging about. I think uh, we put some good impressions in our in our easy chairs, <laughs> and uh, we caught up on a few of our stories. You know, our, our television stories that we watched together. Right. So, uh, uh, Julie got a lot of ideas for home renovation. Very during, good. Uh, yes. Yeah. Break. So uh, a lot of uh, Chip and Joanna and uh, <laughs> and other uh, renovation shows. So I'm going to be doing a bunch of shiplap this year. Although I don't know what shiplap really is. That's so. true. I like <laughs> I it. To, uh, you, yeah. you, you you need uh, what? What do they always say? You got to create more space. You got to take that wall out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, open plan. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot of open plan, a lot of uh, <laughs> modernization, get some curb appeal. There you uh, go. All these sorts of things that I've heard about now. I a like lot. it. Well, you got your you got your work <laughs> cut out for you as you head into the year, new year. <laughs> That's right. Well, this morning we wanted to talk about today is the feast day of St. John. Now, you pronounce the last name because I've heard it different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a great question. So it's written Newman, M N E U M A N N, right? Newman, but I've he heard it pronounced most often Neumann. Neumann. Um, and so I mean, so Saint John Newman, Saint John Neumann. Um, of course, we have another Saint John Newman in the church, Saint John Henry Newman, right? The uh, the cardinal and and uh, English saint. This Saint John. Newman is uh, was born in the Kingdom of Bohemia, which is modern-day Czech Republic, mm -hmm. and then he emigrated to the United States. Um, and so he was born in 1811, uh, studied at the seminary there uh, for the Diocese of Budweiser, 
which would, had he been ordained, it would have made him a Budweiser priest. Uh, yes. Um, but uh, the king of priests. Yes, there you go. Uh, but uh, but there were really um, a couple things kind of conspired there. Um, the bishop of Budweiser died right after he finished, right after John had finished seminary studies, but before he was ordained. And so there was a, a period where there was no bishop, and um, uh, John, uh, the young John, who is now a seminary graduate but not an ordained priest, um, responded to a call from the American bishops for German-speaking ministers. Oh. So the Americans had uh, America uh, had a lot of German immigrants, but not a lot of German-speaking priests. And so he um, saw this opportunity, um, and there were actually too many priests in the Diocese of Budweiser. And so he responded by coming to America. And so at age 25, he hopped on a boat and came to the United States. And just 17 days after he arrived in New York City, the uh, Bishop of New York City ordained him a priest. Because, of course, he'd already finished all of his seminary studies. He had a letter saying that he was, you know, he was in good standing. Um, And... uh, 17 days into his uh, into his arrival in America, he was ordained and sent to northern uh, New York State to minister kind of as a circuit rider, a parish priest riding circuit, sometimes going as far as like a 12-hour walk each day to wow. minister to uh, the faithful under his care. Um, and uh, eventually he met a redemptorist priest, uh, a member of the religious order that was founded in the 1700s in Italy by St. Alphonsus Liguori, and he felt a, an intense desire to um, to live in community with other priests. Mm. And so he petitioned and was allowed to enter the Redemptorist Order, who themselves had arrived in America not long before he did. So they were a young religious order, and he became the first um, professed religious for the Redemptorists in, the Uni- or in America, in the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, he soon rose to uh, leadership uh, in the growing community. He served as their provincial superior, um, he was naturalized as an American citizen in 1848, and in 1852 he was appointed the Bishop of Philadelphia. He sounded like um, a very educated man, too. I was reading about him and uh, all the languages that he knew. Yeah, he knew like six languages. He was, of course, uh, he was um, fluent in, in Czech um, and then in German. Uh, and then, of course, he, he decided he needed to learn French and Italian. Mm-hmm. And then when he realized he was going to come to America, he learned English from a book. Uh, and because there were no uh, English speakers at the seminary where he was, uh, he just learned it from a book. And so, yeah, he was able to to move among all of the different types of immigrants that he then encountered in the city of Philadelphia, which was full of immigrants. Um, and so... Um, that actually kind of was a bit of a two-edged sword, though, because Philadelphia was so full of immigrants who were arriving every day, mm. especially from the old world, from Europe. Um, it was also a hotbed of anti-Catholic, anti-immigrant um, uh-huh. prejudice. Right. And uh, that was actually a big home of the political party that was called the Know Nothing. Mm-hmm. So these were American kind of nativists who said, oh, uh, I don't know anything about that the, uh, violence that you're talking about, uh-huh. uh, although they were themselves perpetrating it. And so um, really in response to those threats, Bishop Neumann, uh, he knew that prayer for peace mm-hmm. was the most effective approach that the church could offer. And so he began to promote the Eucharistic devotion known as the 40 hours devotion. Right. Uh, 40 hours refers to the amount of time Christ spent in the tomb. 
from the afternoon of Good Friday until early on Easter Sunday morning uh, at his resurrection. And 40 Hours Devotion is centered then on Eucharistic exposition and prayer for peace. Uh, It's been around since about the 1500s. Many famous saints have promoted this 40 Hours Devotion, uh, including St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Philip Neri, St. Charles Borromeo, and and a number of others. Um, And so it's really focused on the Blessed Sacrament, praying before the Eucharist for peace. Uh, And uh, St. John Noemann, or well, Bishop Neumann uh, promoted this among his parishioners and among the parishes in Philadelphia, such that it was like when one parish would finish praying their 40 hours, uh, another parish would start. And mm-hmm. so it was like continuous. Oh. And really, as we think about it here in the United States, as our bishops, who are themselves the brothers of St. John Neumann, are promoting the Eucharistic revival um, that we're kind of building up to a right. Eucharistic Congress in 2024, this is something I know here in the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend, where I live, um, the bishop has asked every parish to offer the 40 hours devotion uh, in preparation so that we too can regain a love for the Eucharist, especially praying for peace, but praying also for a deep and abiding love for Jesus Christ present in the flesh in the Blessed Sacrament. And mm-hmm. so that's really what we think of um, when we think of the 40 hours devotion, but St. John Neumann was himself a great promoter of this. And uh, so it's it's kind of a kind of timely yeah. that uh, here we are uh, in the midst of our own Eucharistic revival that we're thinking about uh, this great saint ah, in America mm. who did it. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, I can't think of a better way to wrap it up than to say St. John Newman? Or Neumann. Or Neumann. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you so much, Ken. Oh, great to talk with you. Happy New Year to you. Ken Hellenius, again, host of Living Stones, heard right here, Mater Day Radio, or your Hail Mary media app. Well, get to that home renovation. <laughs> Got to go buy some chip lab. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, and God bless you. You too. Take care.